Hi guys, Tina here. Welcome to another episode of Avoiding the Crowd. Next up, episode 17. Hey everyone, this is Marlena. Welcome to Avoiding the Crowd. How are Welcome, you doing, Tina? I'm doing so good for getting so good. with Dennis. I'm back in that um back in that habit. I'm sure everybody is feeling again because it's now the middle of June, right? Almost the oh middle of God. June. This is still all happening. But mm-hmm. um I'm getting better at it. I've been doing some easing back into social gatherings with like close friends that you know like you can trust and you know they've been taking care of themselves and being good about the quarantine so that's been like a bit of a savior I should say yeah we um we went to my parents this weekend and actually saw my brother and his wife and kids for the first time since all this happened Oh, that's so that nice. was really nice. And, you know, children obviously are not socially distant. I mean, his kids are like three and, you know, his daughter is. And they're like slobbering all over one another, hugging yeah. all mm-hmm. your dear Yeah, yeah. So it was fine. I mean, I, I feel fine with it. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, I, I feel like I'm more worried. I would I would be more worried about like my parents, like older right. people. Of course. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't feel... I mean, I feel, you know, it's not going to, everyone's going to, I mean, it seems like everyone's eventually going to come into contact with this thing. So we just have to like, <laughs> like get, it, figure it, it out. Like yeah. it can be contained, but yeah, it's nice. Um, it's also concerning though, because now it's like, they're saying there are more case spikes. Mm-hmm. Like it's, ugh, but whatever. Anyway. Um, it's going to yeah, be for all sorts of Yeah. That's good. I'm yeah. glad we have to do it this weekend. Yeah. I can't, you can't stay in your house for the rest of your life. No, as much as I love being <sighs> home. I do too. I, I really do. The things I have in my house, there's still moments where like, I see my friends or even family and I'm like, I'm just like dying to hug them and just be around them. And then I get my yeah, fix like and like yeah. back to like our caves and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, same old. I did, um, I went to another march, or I guess it was being referred to as a rally. I'm getting real confused with all this stuff, like rally, march, protest stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was That's definitely a, a protest. We didn't march. It, I oh, guess a rally, a rally is like a stay in place kind of thing. But, oh, okay. So we just kind of, um, we met at this church ground. It, went, it was down in New Egypt with, um, we went, that's where our good friend Rebecca Baruki lives um, with Justin and the kids. And um, it was, I think it's, and I think I touched on this in the last episode or the last two, whatever, but it was really cool being a part of it, not in the big city because I was getting very like, oh my God, all this stuff is happening in New York and I've been spending time in New Jersey and I wish I was there and I'm feeling like compelled to join these things now. And, mm-hmm. um, but I'm finding that the small town ones are so, uh, they're all powerful, but being in the small town makes it feel mm-hmm. so much more important because hearing these like local people talk from students up to like, super old people that live in the town of every color, every background. And it's just, these are the people that need the love and need their voices out in the open because the city has the numbers, you know, New York city has thousands of people 
protesting something every day almost you know it's like that's that's the energy in the city which i love i feel so blessed because again when i even yesterday i'm like sitting there and there was just beautiful crowd of people and it was predominantly white people because I didn't realize New Egypt is like super duper white and I don't know anything about it other than cheerleading and they were good at cheerleading when we were younger. <laughs> like, I remember that too. Um, That's funny. But yeah, I didn't realize it's like super white, a little like country, a little racist. Like I had no idea. Like there was a girl that went up there and spoke and I think she said she graduated in like 2010. Mm-hmm. like a sweet little girl and she was the only black girl in her graduating class oh wow right yeah i mean when i when i went to school here <laughs> new jersey yeah Confused. yeah that is surprising um, yeah i remember I one of my when i was doing an inner city education block i had a professor who said you know there are some people in certain parts of pennsylvania that have like never seen a person of color and i'm like i mean what? <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I don't want to but, live in a place like that. Well, it's just it's just what we're used to, you know. Like we're used to. I mean, well, what we grew up with, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. That is that is very surprising, and you have to wonder how it felt for her being the yeah. only one. I, I mean, I I have no fucking clue. The, and she sure she shared like I'm not gonna give her story away but she shared like a very intimate scary sad story that happened to her when she was a young teenager mm-hmm. um and again it's these brave young people taking that microphone and going back she doesn't even live in new egypt anymore but she also said um she's like i felt like it was important to come back to my hometown because i don't want it to be the same for the girls growing yeah. up after me and it's like this shit moves you to the core and and a lot of these um like small town rallies have um like local uh like church people or even the pastors involved and there's prayer circles and stuff and i'm not a church person i don't like pray in the sort of traditional bible sense but mm-hmm. it's just also moving and it's yeah. um but i love it being in the small town because again the city has the numbers it has that energy i feel almost spoiled sometimes and and I, almost like i need a reminder too like going back to these small towns because mm-hmm. excuse me being in the city it's it's so easy to forget that these are like big world issues that sounds i don't know how else to say it because in the city i am surrounded by diversity 24 hours a day seven days a week mm-hmm. there are restaurants with you know black lives matter stickers rainbow stickers you know rainbow flags black lives matter. it's like being in the city is so special for that and that's mm-hmm. probably why i love it so much because i'm like i love being surrounded by that it's mm-hmm. just it's incredible i feel spoiled and i but i have to remind myself that that is not majority of the 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 nation yeah. really you know these cities are not a um a good indicator of the shit that's going on <laughs> like in in the u.s and i would think the small town ones are nicer to actually hear from people you know if you have this huge yeah you know Absolutely. it's less likely that things will get out of hand mm-hmm. or um yeah mm-hmm. like it can actually be constructive yeah i mean i guess who's to judge what's con- what's actually um but yeah right. I, I would like i would like the listening to people like hearing people's yeah experience. it's really cool 
it's it's so brave and interesting and it's just different people from the community and i will say like going down there we kind of heard rumblings and um just to proceed all this like the cops were a big part of this like the police chief was like we stand with this movement we are going to support you they had they were basically served you know um all over the area protecting us they were shutting down the one intersection to make sure traffic was getting through safely but they were like at every end of the of the rally where we were standing on this main street because not because but there were talks of like anti-protesters because of where this is like what the town is like it's very mm-hmm. trumpy and white and um stupid and stuck in god knows what fucking year but um so that was like a little bit uneasy like going into it it was kind of like oh my god what are these people gonna do you know people are crazy people are crazy and you don't you just don't know what day is gonna be the day could be the one to like really rev someone up and we were really fortunate there wasn't we didn't have any trouble and I think there was one one or two one counter protester but I say counter protester like he got all creepy and he had like a a ski mask on basically and he came with like a big trump flag like over his shoulder and you know it was weird like my first thought is like he looks so intimidating like it was this scrawny ass white kid but i'm like you're a serial killer like that's your profile <laughs> and he comes just sort of marching behind everyone on the sidewalk and like we were across the street but like the the irony of all this is like our rally was super positive and and refreshing and everybody was getting along and everybody's cheering and chanting there was like no not one ounce of negativity in the air and then in comes this weirdo who i'm all like that guy looks like he would shoot a school up like you know what i mean <laughs> and it was just like why does he have to come be a creep about it you know nobody was going to stop you from standing there if you wanted to hold your flag and whatever, say whatever you wanted to say to the almost 150 people of us and you're the one weirdo in the ski mask. But like, and then there's another gentleman and this kind of broke my heart because he came up and there was two younger kids with him, two boys like in their teens. And the one was kind of walking away. I, I don't know what happened, but then I saw the other young one go over and like hand him one of those red hats that make America great again hat. And I was like, Oh my God, these little kids are kind of being like, you know, they're being told like, let's go to this rally and sort of show them, you know, show them what we're doing. And that broke my heart because I'm like, these kids have no idea what's going on because I can only imagine this man. I hate to be, you know, a bitch, but like, he didn't look like he knew anything about anything. And, um, it was, it was sort of like sad to think like what those kids might be being told about all of this. And then they come to this rally and see all these happy, smiling people that are just like loving and want to take care of people. And the confusion that's like going on in his little head, whether he admits it or not, I, it just, mm-hmm. it blew my mind. I, I just didn't know what to make of it. And they ended up leaving. They didn't even stay, but that shit. I felt bad for that kid in that moment because he was definitely the one. Between, I don't know if that was their dad or uncle or whatever. And the little kid being like, here's like the hat. And I'm like, they're being told to wear these hats and like stand here. It's just, it was weird. That, that sucked. That part of it. 
It's like so much of all of this is just so confusing for children. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like I I try not to talk about a lot of it, a lot of the current happenings around Allie. I mean, just Mm because I don't want her to feel scared. Like I'm happy to talk to her about what's happening in terms of, I'm glad to talk to her about these subjects, you know, like it's not like a new subject to us to talk about like, race or anything like that oh Um, good okay but um well I mean she's had questions just because like I'm so light and her dad is dark and it's like right oh my god it's like it's very like she's very um like aware like kids are so I mean from what I kids are very aware of skin color lie to them all we want but they're not in the least bit in fact they pick up more than adults do I swear to god yeah yeah. Oh my God. Was um, she like, why is daddy so brown and you're so light? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's talked about it, but she's like observed that like she's in between. Like, right. in, a, in the summer, she gets super dark. Like, she stands oh. really nicely. <laughs> she Whatever. And I don't. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so she kind of thinks it's like funny. Like, oh, mom, you're just going to burn. Put on sunscreen. You know, she's like, I never burn. Oh, like what I, a bee. like, I have skin like my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a yeah. Um, yeah. Lucky. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to talk to her. Like Enrico and I were talking about something. I don't even remember what exactly it was, but she's like, what happened, mom? You know? And I just explained that like this guy was arrested and he wasn't treated very nicely by the police. I didn't mm-hmm. obviously I didn't say what happened because I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with her right now. Um, And I just said, you know, they they feel he was treated this way because he has really dark skin. It's basically what I said. And she was like, so now, like, I think we're talking about the whole defund the police thing because I didn't understand what that meant. And I don't know if, like, I I read an article about what it means. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what we were talking about. And Ali's just like, well, what about what about police officers with black skin? Like, what? And I'm like, well, that's I know, point. girl. I, I, I it's like questions, Ali. It's very as hell. And this is why I don't want to talk, talk to her about because I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I've heard it. You know, I've heard so many. Obviously, not every like black person's experience is right. the same. Like, I'm sure there right. are black cops. I mean, I've heard from a friend of mine who has family who is a police officer who is black who said he's treated horribly i mean he doesn't live around here i don't know if i'm sure it has to do with what no, i i am working with i, I, I don't know same question like t- yeah. tell ali but i was saying to my Good girlfriend question. i said you know what i'd be really curious to hear about because i think this shit is heartbreaking is like i want to hear from black cops i do too yeah it's interesting like every experience like, is different i'm sure some of them have really yeah. bad experiences in the institution but then some of them I mean this is the problem is like like you don't want them to throw away their career or whatever but like this is so much bigger than them you wonder like how they can be a part of it you wonder like what they feel like every day how it's just I mean especially when they end up being a part of oh like the perfect example we don't have to go into the details but like those two college kids and they were ripped out of their cars and it was like four of the six cops were black men and they were young I don't remember that I didn't I didn't hear about that I I, I, I don't even know the details of like 
they were like stuck in traffic because there were protests and they were just sitting there waiting. And I, I don't know how or why, but this group of cops go up to the car, guys in the driver's seat. He's, I think he's 22. She's 20 in the passenger seat, young black college students. And they were like, ripped out of the car basically they were like get out of the car and we're like oh why we're just like it's stuck in traffic like can you let us know why and it turned aggressive immediately they tased the kid they ripped the girl out of the car they're both like screaming like scared for their lives and i don't even know there's like no reason behind it we don't know what happened i don't even think they were arrested and then it was like what the fuck is going on so all six of these cops are are fired or like were arrested and they're fired and whatever but four of them are black men and i'm like what happened to them that they want to continue to be a part of this you know what i mean because like i i think of both of the kids but the trauma that they just went through and when they sit there and speak about it it's like their face are sort of glazed over and I'm like, I, their life has changed forever. Yeah. Like being black is hard enough, but now they've actually gone through something mm-hmm. that whatever, they've heard about for years or have been seeing on TV and they're like, oh my God, it happened to me. How do you leave your house? You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. just so fucking sad. So, I mean, yeah, tell Ellie, I, I got the same questions. I say it all the time. Like, I want to know what black cops would say. I want to know if there's... um black cops quitting i'd be curious to see if there's like a statistic about that like if there's black cops that have decided to sort of stand up and say i don't want to be a part of this anymore i don't know what i was holding on to you know like and i would never fault anyone like humans are humans then they're super interesting and that's like a big thing we talk about obviously every episode is like i'm just dying to know what they're thinking i would love to know their story and what what got them into the police force what keeps them there have they witnessed and been a part of some of this you know the the bad cop scenarios whatever to say just yeah she's yeah, a smart like one asking those questions it's a whole um like it's a whole like new mm-hmm. area for me that i really don't know anything about so it's like yeah. <laughs> i know it's, um it's it's weird i don't Mm-hmm. it's weird for me to like even think about these things I just I've never thought about them before so right um, but I, mean, I think it's fair to even tell her with certain questions to be like I don't have the answers like that's how I always tell her of, that she gets yeah, so like, irritated with me she's like you should know you're grown up I'm you're like, like uh, and you're like I know Allie I can't believe we even have to talk about this anymore like I know. that's I'm the like, problem yeah let's uh, talk about the birdies let's talk right about and she's like but oh, there's blackbirds too mom what yeah. about that's what she's gonna say yeah oh that's cute yeah yeah well i will say aside from the garbage news and a really (laughs) great march i highly recommend and i told you you should uh watch this and i feel like you and and i would really enjoy it but it's ava duvernay's um documentary called 13th which Mm -hmm. it actually came out a couple years ago and i i honestly don't remember hearing about it i don't remember the logo that's usually what i i say like if i've seen that before i don't remember Mm -hmm. seeing that but why it's getting a lot of attention now is because netflix released it for free 
and Mm -hmm. it's part of like they have a whole black lives matter sort of section Mm -hmm. um on there with like documentaries or just like black films whether it's comedy or whatever um and so i finally watched it and it's it's really incredible it's really easy to digest it's very much focused on the 13th amendment which is sort of like the loophole the government used to continue systemic racism um by incarcerating black men at you know an astounding rate compared to white folks um but it's really just uh and i'm not doing it any justice no pun intended in any way, but um, yeah. it's really just a really, um, it's, an, it's an interesting look at politics sort of year over year, administration after administration, and how they sort of repackage and rename a different way to um, keep slavery going. That's sort of like the, the simple way to put it. So wow. it just has really smart people. It's just, a, I mean, it's just a historical look back of like policies. And again, I don't know shit about politics. I never, I never really had an interest, never took the time to learn about these things. But so when I say digestible, it's, it's sort of like a perfect documentary to watch to get some like quick historical knowledge on, on how it is. So I highly recommend that. And then on the comedy side, I watched Michael Che Matters, which is his new stand-up special. And I will say I've seen Michael Che a couple times. He's actually a client of my day job. And I, I, I think one time I saw him that he was a little too tipsy, and I think he admitted that. So that show didn't go that well. And then another one, he was like introducing another show. He was kind of emceeing it, which was great and fine. But I will say it was a really good stand-up special if you want some comic relief with a little twist of like... Why don't, like, what's the, you know, like, it's, obviously he makes light of it, but in a very serious and important way of being like, what is wrong with the world today? And why don't you like black people? Like, it's like, he's so good. Very impressed. I didn't watch um, Dave Chappelle's new, he put out like a quick 20 minute special, which I heard was really, was interesting. Um, I watched it. I watched. Did did you watch it? How was it? Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It wasn't funny at all. Um, yeah, you got this, right? Yeah, he was mostly just angry, um, yeah. which yeah. was interesting. Um, not surprising either. Um, but, you know, I've always found his comedy. Um, I mean, he's hilarious. Like, he's seriously of all. He's the only comedian that I think has made me like laugh like I'm snorting things out my nose. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, like he cracks me up. I love him. But yeah. He's also had stuff like even many years ago when he was like the Chappelle show was super popular, like some mm-hmm. of his his um, some of it was really not funny. Like he would put stuff like, you know, it was very controversial. Yeah. 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 Like some of it really was like, wow, like he, really, too. he really, I know what's that? I think there's, I forget if there was a separate documentary or it was just something I was watching, but he was a part of the documentary and he talks about how controversial his show was Mm -hmm. and he refused to, um, to censor it, to make everybody feel comfortable. He's like, no, this is my experience. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I might make it really crazy and you're going to laugh at it, but just know most of this stuff is real. So I thought that was interesting. Um, 
great. Yeah, I always, I feel like he, I'm actually really kind of excited from an astrology perspective to look at his chart because, <laughs> um, I mean, I know he's a Virgo, like his comedy is very Virgo and I, I, I have ideas <laughs> about what his, yeah, like it's dark, like there's a, I think a lot of Virgos when they're very funny, it's like can be cynical because they're like very mm-hmm. mental and intelligent usually. Right. Um. And I feel like he's like he's very smart, and I feel like his comedy mm-hmm. is just he's trying to find relief from all of this, right? This stuff that he sees or has yeah. experienced. Um, but yeah, the the apparently the um, it the his special was called eight eight minutes and four eight forty six eight minutes and forty six seconds right. because that was. That's George actually Floyd, his, yeah. but that's also his birth time. He was born at eight forty six in the morning. Oh my god! So yeah, you're gonna look saying, at his. That's so cool. I am. I've always <laughs> wondered. I've honestly, he's someone I've always wondered because um, I want to know his moon sign. Like he, I think he could be either a Cancer moon or a Gemini moon. I, 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 Ooh. I, I really would like to know his rising sign because yeah, um, yeah, he's just very interesting to me. That's he cool. always has been. But yeah, I remember the first time I ever watched one of his specials with Enrico when I lived mm-hmm. alone. I remember he came over and we were like eating ice cream and watching this special and we were laughing so hard. I was like nice. on ice cream and like crying and love um, it. <laughs> I just yeah. I think he's so funny, but I also remember like watching his stuff and being like, This is really heavy. Like this isn't funny. This is fucked up. Right. Know? But it's yeah. um yeah, and then like he, he walked away from I, I forget how much money they offered him to do a next season, but like he walked 20. away from it. Yeah. yeah. And everyone acted like he was that he went crazy. And it was just like I'm like, right. I can understand, like I don't know, I can understand why he would do that. I mean yeah. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like <laughs> even outside of the whole outside of just the you know, he doesn't want to censor himself or mm-hmm. um I feel like once somebody becomes that successful or like he's kind of like a legend, you know, mm-hmm. it's like how like you run the risk of sort of losing that if people start telling you what to do. Like once you accept a lot of money from somebody, it's like, right, OK, well, now I have to no so leave I, on the I, kind of, on your actual kind of relieved for him. Right. It's like leave on the message that you actually wanted to share with people in the in the medium that you wanted to share it with people. And it was super effective. And even then I will say, it's almost like people didn't appreciate it that much. Then I, I will say white people. Cause like he used the N word a lot. He cursed a lot, which to yeah. me, of course we don't care about the cursing. Cause that's how we talk. The cursing but is funny, like, but the N word yeah. was like, yeah, it's a lot for people to hear. Right. And, and he knew that though. That's the thing is yeah. like, there were some people that, of course, their first inclination is like, well, why does you have to say that? But he uses it with on purpose to because mm-hmm. it's such a part of what he knows and his experience and the his existence. So mm-hmm. I agree. He is super smart. He, I think, got the comedy respect at a young age. But then as he started to get older and people sort of revisited his show, they started to realize how smart and profound it was aside from the stupid yeah. you know, dirty comedy and vulgar um you know shit jokes and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah. there's much more to it than that which is interesting so good for him oh man yeah. 
watch that. But yeah, the whole I kept waiting for the to laugh at something, and I just there was nothing. Um, yeah, was just angry, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was interesting. Oh my! Um, can't wait for you to read his chart. I know. Me too. I can't. I. I mean, I really feel like he's like not. I mean, I don't know, but I feel like he probably has the cancer moon. I just feel like he's a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. But Vir- Virgos never come across as being sensitive and cancer moon people are so sensitive. But oh, I, mean, I can God. also say the, Gem- the Gemini moon too because it's like very witty and quick. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously hilarious. But that Virgos can be that way too. So it'll be interesting to see what is Let's what. invite him on the show. So I just- know. Why not? <laughs> Dave Chappelle, come on the show uh, if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like I think that was a joke, but he was like, "Okay," because he would. I have faith in him. You guys aren't funny. You guys ever found out we were doing this and like we tagged him and he actually saw it? I feel like he might be like, "Okay." (laughs) I don't think he's even on. I don't even think he's on social media. Is he? I don't know. I don't think so. He's not on Instagram. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think people that doesn't need to be. He doesn't. Yeah, (laughs) but um. That's cool. Yeah. I got to watch that. Yeah. There was, um, okay. And I watched another comedy special because I really, I love comedy specials so, so much. They're, it's so important I, to laugh. Oh my God. So important to laugh. And again, mm-hmm. even if it's like serious topics, but to hear it from somebody that's experienced it and is laughing. Yeah. Through it, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Yvonne Orji from um, Insecure. She, I don't know if you watched that show. You should watch that show because I feel like you would love it. Um, but she did it her it down. her first stand up special, and um, I think it's called "Mama, I Made It," which was so cute. And she's Nigerian. I th- I think she was born here because she, um, she yeah, because she refers to herself as Nigerian American. Um, but she's Nigerian, and so a lot of her skits are like talking about her family and stuff. And she does the accent, and that she just kills me i will say there were a lot of um nigerians in the audience so there were some things i didn't get because they were very cultural references but the whole crowd Mm -hmm. say it with her and then they'd all like lose their shit and i'm like oh man i don't know why that's funny like i don't get it but she i was like so impressed by her because i already love her on the show but i had never seen her do stand up and then of course like a few days before watching it Actually, when I saw the announcement, I went down this like wormhole of watching every video she's ever posted on YouTube. And I just like love her so, so much more than I even did already did. But um, I highly recommend checking out Yvonne Orji and her last name is spelled O-R-J-I. And I think it's pronounced Orji or Orji. I forget. But either way, Yvonne Orji. She's oh, my God. Just love her so, so much. The accent. I die. It's incredible. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Uh, I wrote it down. It's so cool. Check it out. Yeah, I think comedy is uh, important. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, especially when things are so heavy. I know. I know. I'm balancing the like education with the comedy and just like focusing on Black artists too. Cause like I started to have a moment of like almost like I was pressuring myself because I went to watch something about. That shit had um, Jeffrey Epstein and that whole story of, I don't know if you know anything about him, but he's just yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and there's like this new mini series documentary out about him and I wanted to watch it. And at first I was going to stop myself to be like, no, don't give that thing ratings. Like, um, not right now, but, but then I was like, why am I pressuring myself to like, uh, cause I wanted to like keep the focus on like black entertainment, you know, if I'm going to watch TV because I want them to have the ratings and, and all that. But then I, I watched it anyway. Cause I'm like, I don't want to pressure myself, but, um, I do, I did think it was important that I focus on, um, like black literature, black television, black comedy specials, um, because I did have that moment of like, no, it doesn't have to be. And I was like, no, it actually, it's super mm-hmm. important. So like watching and consuming that type of media, um, I think is, is something I'm super focusing on now. Cause I'm, I, I hate to say it. I'm still not in the mood to read a book. So I've been trying to read articles and stuff like that. Um, but I do have a book that I started only the introduction and it's actually, it's by the comedian Phoebe Robinson and she's part of the two dope Queens comedy girls. I don't know if you know them either. They're so great. Um, but her book is called everything's trash, but it's okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. And I just, I finished the forward and the introduction. So I will slowly well, I get mean, through you're that. Doing book, a lot. But... You're, you're doing the marches and, um, like everybody does their own thing, you know, like nobody can do everything, but um, exactly. Despite wanting to fix everything and everyone (laughs) that's, um, possible, you know, that's, uh, yeah. I, I talked to a friend of mine, um, actually over the weekend who introduced me to anti-racism work, like, a thousand years ago I mean it feels like another lifetime because it was before I had Allie Mm -hmm. but I was I guess yeah it had to be 10 years ago I actually I met her through my nutrition teacher and she actually no she was a client Mm -hmm. of mine she came to me for nutrition um and she found me through through my nutrition teacher and we just became really good friends and she she majored in psychology in college and she, mm-hmm. um, she told me about, there's this thing they did it. We did it at the university of Delaware. I went to one session with her and it was really interesting, but it's, it's basically this, um, way of like unloading your oppression. Like I'm, I'm doing a horrible job explaining this, but it's mm-hmm. like basically this, this, I forget what it's even called. And she remind we were talking about it on the phone. I'm still forgetting it. Cause I just, she moved to San Diego, then moved back to Pennsylvania. And we just this weekend talked. And she was telling me, um, you know, every like race, every like everybody, ha- everybody is oppressed basically in this society. And it's like um, in the, these groups, they would it was it's always free and anybody can go. And it's like you you have a partner where you're basically just unloading all of these things, all this like baggage that you're carrying just to like get it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the whole yeah. idea behind it is to eliminate racism, which is like a huge sort of thing. But it's like what she always would explain to me is like, you know, white people have a certain pressure on them, you know, um, that's different from what other people have. But it's like, it's obviously very different. And I'm not, you know, comparing what we experience. Right. um, And even the whole idea of whiteness, like it's not even real. Like, (laughs) like that's that's been the most interesting thing i've learned it's like race is not 
it's uh yeah like we're you're hungarian uh, and romanian and probably many other things and i'm yeah. italian and irish and german and many other things you know and like right. goes peruvian but he's also hawaiian and Anglican right. and like all these other things it's like it's like, i know so you get the lucky label being like light and yeah light and right um Stupid. but anyway yeah That's so weird. i remember like talking to her was very refreshing because um like it's like you have like we have certain things that we carry as women um but it's different from like a hispanic woman or a black woman um but it's still there's still stuff and um a lot Uh, of it like she was saying to me for white people is this idea of having it all together and um checking off Mm -hmm. everything on the list and she's like she's like i'm really worried that right now like like she was talking about how white people are kind of like being very nasty to each other about all of this. Like you need to do the work. This is, mm-hmm. and, and she's like, it's just becoming this right. a new, a new thing, you know, for people to like check off the mm-hmm. list or, um, and she's like, you know, the whole, like there are a lot of people doing work behind the scenes that nobody even knows about, you know? And she, and she's saying that cause she's right. like the perfect example because she's been doing into this for years and, um, I learned a lot right. from her many years ago, even though I can't even remember what this freaking thing cool. is called. But um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dope. What you it's Good people yeah, world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember what it was called. But it was really cool, and it was something that these people they did every week. They would get together. They would have like partners. So if you had like a really stressful situation happen, like you could call them and like be there for them. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it was, oh, wow. I mean, it was That's very cool. interesting, and I wish I could think of what it, I, mean, I would love like to have her on the podcast, she would be so, she's so interesting like, to talk to. Um, oh, yeah, I would love that, I mean, I would love to hear about this, like, is it more of, like, a, a town hall, or, like, a group therapy I, I session, or, like, a thing? There was, like, okay. I mean, I remember when yeah. I went, it was, like, a big thing, because we went to the University of Delaware, that's where it was, I think they have it at, in colleges, mm-hmm. and maybe churches, I don't know, I wonder, but, yep. um, yeah, it's a very sort Different of, community. like, underground, sort of not talked about too much sort of thing, because, like, it always needs to be free, like, there's a lot of, like, Right. that with it but I mean yeah yeah I just felt very like comfortable being there with all these people that I didn't know but um yeah it was yeah. really it was interesting but yeah I just think it's important that's that, cool like, like you know my my friend was telling me like for white people like there's there's so, like this whole thing is like designed so that you don't see your privilege you don't even like if you're a white person you're not right. even aware of it so I think for right. a lot of people like a lot of people still saying like all lives matter some of them are probably uh-huh. like just don't want to see they don't get it like it's also like right. they're, they're not, not trying, trying but it it's might just take them more time especially older people you know I mean I'm not like right. defending it but it's like, I feel like it's a very right, basic no. concept. Like, they're not saying that your life doesn't matter. They're just saying they want to be treated like theirs does. <laughs> they right. feel like theirs doesn't. Exactly. Like, for me, it's hard for me to sort of, like, wrap my head around it. Because, like, if somebody's saying something like this, I want to know why. Like, I want to know the reason behind it. Even if uh, even if I don't understand right. it. Like, why would someone just say this, like, for fun? Right. They're not saying it. Millions for fun, of yeah. people around 
world are saying it. Aren't you yeah. confused that you're yeah. against it? Or aren't you confused that for what you're angry about something? Like, aren't you confused that you feel threatened by it? Don't you as just an individual want to be like, unpacking your issues with it and but that's the problem hence avoiding the crowd because nobody i mean so many issues we can you say big government and and you know corporations and this which is huge but i i start to really agree that if people took a minute and just didn't pay attention to the outside world for like 10 days did like a, a self-therapy they'd be like holy shit i'm holding on to a lot of things whether it's family stuff public issues money issue whatever it is but that's such a huge frustrating problem is like zero self-reflection yeah. and that's i it's not easy to do but that is not an excuse especially as you get older what have you learned in your life if that when you get older you're still not taking those steps that's why it's frustrating where it's like we're supposed to look up and again i i agree with you like i don't pressure people people are different i'm fascinated by people i'm frustrated by people and everybody has their own pace and path but there does come a time where well if this doesn't shake you up yeah. what will like what when do you what is actually going to be the thing that makes you sit down and say well, geez, why am I all upset about this? Or why do I keep feeling threatened? Or why am I so pissed off? Why am I fighting with my family? What the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I think that's, that's what it is, especially for like young black people. They're like, I just don't understand. You've gone your whole life with no issue. And now you can't even take everything you've learned and everything you've had access to and use those tools to be an even better person when I'm like begging you, I'm begging for your help and your support. So it's frustrating. It's very super old people. I get it. They're not going to change anything ever because that's just how they are. But then, you know, I, I was so happy to see, and it always makes me laugh and I love it, but there were a lot of older people at this, um, at the new Egypt rally. And one woman was actually holding one of those signs that she's like, I can't believe I have to protest, still protest this shit or something like that. And it was very telling of her age. Cause I was like, she was probably an activist when she was younger. And now she's like, I can't believe we're still talking about the same garbage. Like what's going on. So those kinds of people are, are definitely out there, you know, but I do, I do have a hard time. And Again, this is never to pressure any, I never want anyone to not be who they are a hundred percent, but I do think like when people need to take a second and be like, okay, what's the thing that's going to change me or move me? Not even about this, but just in general, like, I feel like that's taking responsibility for yourself of like, what's going to make me care about something that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you I know? think that overall it's like people just have to open up to like caring about other people's experience mm -hmm. if they don't understand it or, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to them. I think that's, that's the biggest yeah. thing. And I think like, yeah, you know, if there are, you know, black people are angry they're allowed to be and we should you know that's something we should you know we should be there for that you know like we should be able to to listen yeah. to that um 
but it's like, I mean, some of the stuff I've seen yeah. online with it's, it's all white people. Like, why are you yelling at each other? Like, this is so stupid. Like, What's going on? I know. <laughs> um, but I know. Yeah. So anyway, but I mean, I, I think all these big movements challenge people and their personal relationships yeah. and, because and people, people are really heated. So it's like, even, even if it doesn't yeah. affect you, I mean, there's just so much, there's so much shit that's like coming up with everything going on right yeah. now that I think that people are just so easily like, I guess, triggered. Um, so it's right. like, yeah, yeah, like people are just really yeah. pushed beyond the limit. So it, I feel like that's why like throughout this whole thing, I'm just like, I'm really trying to not be reactive at all you know and just kind of listen to people but also yeah like I actually had this uh, a friend of mine there was like a thread going on in a private like a uh, health group that I'm in and I took I gave myself like two days to respond to what I thought was just like this woman who facilitates the group just shut down a conversation about racism completely and oh my god um, yeah, I would love to hear more about yeah. this whole wellness <laughs> so, because they are fucking being taken to the trenches, but that's nothing new. I think it's a, a tough, tough world to be a part of, depending on the type of person yeah, you I mean, are. I just, to me, like the reason why I responded to the shutdown of the conversation was because it, it was intense. Like they were accusing, like, there were a couple people who were basically accusing like my nutritional, my mentor of like being a racist um, or like making mm-hmm. racist comments because of some memes that she posted. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and also because she supports Trump. There are a lot of people that will say like, if you support Trump, like you're a racist. Yeah. So I thought the conversation needed to be had. And basically the person in this group just was like, this language is abusive. Like this is not the place for it. This is a place Mm -hmm. for wellness. And we talk about, you know, food and detox here. And I gave myself a couple days and I was like, okay, we talk about a lot more than food and detox in this group. And, and right. Cause it's also like, you better from this day forward, nobody better bring up anything except food and detox. If that's the game she wants to play. Literally like people talk about like EMF exposure, homeschooling, sunscreen, like just scrolling through the page. And like, there's all kinds of other things Mm -hmm. people are talking about. And I felt like, first of all, like, I know, like, my teacher, she has a good heart. Like, she doesn't, if she posted something with things that were harmful, she certainly did not mean harm. Like, that's not who she is. I've known her for, like, 12 years. So, it's like, why can't we have this conversation so that everyone can understand what the fuck is going on instead of just shutting it down? Right. Instead of this cancel cancel culture bullshit. I agree. There are some things. I don't, I don't like saying cancel culture. Thing, though, yeah. I mean, I do agree. There are some bigger things where people need to shut it down. And I think when the people rally and it's like millions of people shut it the fuck down, it's a, it's hurting too many people, but I don't agree with this jumping on the, somebody says one thing off and rather than educating or being like, wait, what, what did you mean by that? Or why would you post that? Or like, let's fix this. Let's talk it through. So you get educated too. And it's better down the line. It's very much like, get her out of here big x over her face and she's done kind of thing i think that's ridiculous it's also the antithesis of your 
of like the wellness yeah. community. And that's basically what I said. I was like, I like this group because we talk about stuff other than food and detox. Like that's just like one piece. Wellness right. is really about like releasing your it. your the heaviness, like literally and figuratively. And this mm-hmm. is like a heavy topic. So why are we yeah. not exploring it? And obviously, if people were being really nasty to each other, which literally never happens in this group. Like this is a really kind group of people, very open minded. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. some, yeah, but up. I mean, the, there were a couple people who were really upset about things happening, but again, it's like, this is a really intense time. Like, why are we just trying to act like it's not like if you can move through it, it's like yeah. some good can come out of it. But if you're just going to keep shutting everything down, it's just going to be the same shit. They're going to have, you're going to have two sides. Right. They're going to be really angry and they're just going to keep going at each other. Like, you know, it's. Right. I mean, there's no no yeah. forward thinking. You have no to be education. able to have conversations there's with people that no disagree with you or people that piss you off and frustrate you. Like you have to. Otherwise, you're right. That's how people because learn. That's how exactly. the world fucking works. That's how people yeah. learn. And you can't sit in your bubble, minded people, and nothing's going to change or move forward or yeah, get like better. Yeah, like one woman, she she used the word privilege. Like that, that she said that my mentor has privilege, which she does, and she said that she's been very open about. It. She like she played with Michael right. Jackson growing up. Like her dad was a music producer. Like she is very, like she's like she's not. Damn. she's not unaware of that. But this woman facilitate who facilitates the group was saying like, I'm not going to let people use abusive language. Like privilege is not abusive. It's just describing something like saying that someone's privileged. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's right. Just, Actually part of the privilege is saying, oh, we're yeah, not going like, to say that yeah, around like, here. Going, like, what the <laughs> That's is, I mean, calling someone a racist, I think is serious. Like people can um benefit from racism you know like white people you know that's the whole thing like we benefit from this system this racist system right um, or like we can mm-hmm. you know post things that are problematic that contain racism and we don't see it or whatever which is basically what was happening but like right. to actually call someone a racist i think yeah. is pretty like you're basically saying this person hates people of another that aren't white or of another race which is right. pretty serious so it's like we have to be able to talk right. about it I mean, especially us as white people. Yeah. Like, we have to be able to listen to each other and not I mean, that's what I think anyway. I'm obviously right. no no expert at all. And is the group yeah. predominantly white women? Was it it's, it's all white women well, having the conversation? Yeah there, was, yeah. there was one my friend who I was talking about, um, she's Hispanic and she got in the conversation at the end. Okay. Um but like mm-hmm. you wouldn't even I mean you have to like zoom into her her name her name is you know Denise and like you just wouldn't know that she's not white unless you knew her I mean she looks right. Hispanic but it's um but she's like white passing to I some don't people think so I mean her name I mean her name is Denise she doesn't have like a, a you know a, a Spanish name right but, you know um, yeah but yeah I'm not sure if pe- that's the thing it's like you don't know you do not know like you could look at someone and, and not even know their what what they are who they are based on their name like it's, what they are nothing it's, I know it's so like I, and I feel like that's why it's so important that we have conversations you know what I mean about this stuff because we really really don't know people's experience and you know someone can be you know black or Hispanic and still have privileges that like we don't have based on like how of course how much money layers layers and like born into. Um, yeah, it's not, like, I feel like there's just, it's so, 
it's every because I, and I, I think everybody wants it yes. to be easy like just tell me how this thing works and the problem is this isn't easy actually there's some parts of it and i will say some some black people will argue and like smart people in these um different communities of of different parts of the government or 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 corporate America, whatever, they'll say, no, it's actually super easy. Here's how it works. And so, to, you know, it, it's almost like it's not that difficult. But again, people are so layered and all of these things, have so many different layers to them. There's no easy way to tackle it. But people are always looking for an easy answer because that like is shutting comforting. down the conversation. This is, this is so intense. Like, Shutting down the not Like, this woman actually, she actually threatened to take the whole thread down. And that, like, that really Jesus me off. Christ. And, like, I, I still, like, I still, I just, I feel like the whole censorship, censorship thing infuriates me. Jesus. Because it's just, like, we are grown-ass people. Yeah. We are grown-ass people that have respectful conversations with each other on a regular basis. Yeah. This kind working yeah, brains to have talks like it's this. a little fiery but like that's okay like what are you so scared of are you i feel like ultimately people yeah. are scared of being exposed like they they don't know enough about it they don't want to know about right. it they're set in what the way they see things mm-hmm. and what they believe I agree. so they just shut it down and mm-hmm. i feel like that that's that's when things like this happen because people don't want to grow and to me that's what wellness is about no. wellness is about growing it's not about like taking right. supplements and superfoods and getting colonics right. and yeah, fasting you're... like that can be part <laughs> of it but ultimately that's not what it's right. about and I considered leaving the group mm-hmm. but there are so many people in there I really I really love connecting with so I didn't leave the group but mm-hmm. it's just and you shouldn't have yeah. to leave the group but that's that's but the, the two women, part is like you shouldn't have the, to leave the, the two women but... brought up the conversation about racism they left the group so mm-hmm. I was kind of, I mean, I wish they wow. had stayed because I feel like right. they, I, at they, the same time, like they were very set in what they saw and what they believed to be true. And I mean, I even had conversations with one of them because one of them is a good friend of mine, like via text um, mm-hmm. about what happened. And, yeah. you know, I was, I was defending my mentor and she just she doesn't see where I'm coming from. She doesn't think it matters if she means well. Um, I don't know. Right. Because that's, that also spirals into a different conversation of like intention because like you said, she didn't intend to make do harm, but now where's the conversation after that? If people are saying that actually does Mm -hmm. cause harm. Exactly. Exactly. So now our our conversation has shifted, right? We can have, Again, if it were a bunch of mature adults focused on growing and becoming better people, it's, um, yeah, so now the conversation. But did they, and I mean, we don't have to get into it or you don't have to share like quotes or anything, but did they end up leaving because they were like, that's the issue? Like people don't want to acknowledge think, it? Or I was it just, was, was it in a constructive? way like I don't blame them for leaving I wish they hadn't if it were me I don't know if I would have left (laughs) but I also don't feel I don't have as much of a charge around this as they do like it's something that they're posting about all the time it's very much been a part of their life I'm assuming before any of this happened 
Um, so Got I, it. I, don't okay, know. Yeah. I wish they had stayed so that the conversation could happen. But I mean, really, the, the facilitator of the group basically shut it down. Um, yeah, and that's she, the problem. You know, she has, she's like, I won't tolerate any abuse, abuse from people, like calling people privileged or racist. And I'm just like, what the fuck is she even talking about? Like, that, that isn't what, <laughs> oh, that's not oh, what happened. But she felt attacked by them. Um, because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess it was kind of a heated conversation, but I just feel like mature, respectful adults can have heated conversations on Facebook. Right. Like, are we really, are 100%. we so fragile that we can't have a conversation? Right. And you can walk away. Yeah. And then you walk away and say, wow, that was like an intense day in this group. And we talked about something really heavy and big, and then we'll revisit it. That, I mean, isn't that what being an adult is? Like we get to do those things and we don't act like children and we don't fight each other physically. We don't cancel each other out. You think and you're challenged and you sit in that room and you listen to people. Obviously, if it's harmful, I mean, that would be my thing is like if if they left because they felt like there would be no progress, then not for nothing good for them because they're they might be talking to a group of people that aren't going to budge you know what i mean a group of mostly almost entirely white people there are a few people of color in the group so it's like it's a perfect place to have this conversation and for people to learn from each other um and even like my, my friend denise who is she's not white but she's very like comfortable talking about these things she doesn't She's not really sensitive about, you know, being a person of color. Like she talks about this stuff so openly. It's not, and she's done it for so long and yeah. she has this psychological background. So it's like, we have, this could have been such mm-hmm. a great conversa- conversation. And, um, right. If people wanted to hear yeah, it. And the thing is, is I know the facilitator, I know she's very, um, rigid with what she thinks. And I, like, this is where, and I, I mean, I have such a hard time having conversations with people that are rigid with what they believe, whether it's no matter what it is, no matter what it is they believe, it could be whatever they believe in Jesus. And it's like, Jesus is our savior. And it's like, there's nothing, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, Like, what are you talking about? He was a black carpenter. Don't you forget that. Very. um, Yeah. I just have a hard time. Like I need like flexibility overall. There are some things like, I mean, I was, I was talking to my friend and when I was talking to Denise, I was actually, I'm like this with most things, but there are other things like with medical freedom or like vaccination (laughs) where I'm just like, I'm Mm -hmm. still, I love to talk to people who think differently, but there are certain things where I'm just like, I don't understand how people, some people aren't seeing this or people aren't digging into this more or like there's so much information right right there. If you, um, it gets frustrating because you like it so seems so I simple. I with people who are very frustrated at the same time is what I'm saying because there are there are <laughs> certain things, certain subjects where I am like that as well. But I really try to check myself because right, I know that you don't get anywhere from just being like if you don't see what right. I what, see, what is if it? you don't know what I know, right. you're a fucking idiot. Right. Like what's wrong with you, stupid head? Right. You know? <laughs> um yeah no it's true because it gets because then you're like I don't even want to hear what you have to say you know that's where you have to be like no if they if I'm if I want them to listen to me then I have to sit here even if my arms are crossed and I'm like in a huff and a puff but to listen to what they have to say and then it's sort of like you both know where you stand and then you go from there and then you know it's also it's also a thing of um you know, who do you want to surround yourself with? Like, of course you want to challenge people and educate yourself or learn from or teach other people. Like, but I also think there's room for that in 
being super conscious of like who you surround yourself Very with, true. you know, and it's not just, not just one opinion, but having people around you that are actually thinking beings that are open to conversations or, and like you ask each other challenging questions because it's something that crossed your mind, whether you believe it or not. But I mean, I think that's something a lot of people are doing now too, when, when this happens and it happened, I feel like ar- around the first election with Trump too, is it was really challenging people of like, it was sort of bringing out some true colors of people because it went far beyond just who are you voting for? It, it really, people started to be super vocal about issues that were very important and serious. And it started to be like, ew, I don't want to be around somebody that talks like that or thinks like that or feels like that because that is not the type of like one, I don't believe it, but also the energy that they put behind their conviction is like it's it's a little wacky or it's threatening or it's or it's abusive or it's manipulative whatever it is and I feel like it's happening again people are sort of filtering out their friends and family one more time because it's bringing out such ugly sides of people but those ugly sides are you know are embedded in some people so then you start to be like yeah this isn't worth it anymore yeah yeah and the and boundaries are important. Yeah. Ugh. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's complicated, wow. I guess. It's... Yeah. The wellness world is always a tough one. I always like, I always laugh at it because I, I agree with you. I'm like, isn't the whole idea of just like growth? It's like healthy mind and body yeah. like that. And, but it is, um, in a lot of ways, a very sort of privileged community, not just because it's predominantly white women, but because the access to this sort of lifestyle and certain things, certain ways they live their life is easier to obtain as a white woman, you know, depending on where you live. So I feel like it's always a groceries. Like there are people that have no access to groceries, even if they, you know, I mean, I mean, now you can get so much delivered, but that costs money. And the thing that's funny to me, not it's really not funny. I guess it's ironic, but like to be healthy, like you just need to eat simply. Like, like it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be expensive. Like you could literally eat like a, a diet that's not even organic, but just simple, you know, like sweet mm-hmm. potatoes and salads yeah. at, with your dinner and just very basic like whole food right. like whole foods are not expensive you know i mean if you're going right. to like focus on getting like the purest but people aren't educated yeah. that way you know like we can say that even in high school like our our f- food charts and oh, shit like that like we're not <laughs> kids aren't like you know from and especially or communities that's the last thing on their fucking mind because they're just trying to get a a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to a kid so they're not hungry Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's there's so again so many layers to that conversation so i think it 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 has very much become associated with money and privilege and access which is usually not the average experience of minorities depending on where they you know depending on where they live so i can and and there's always this message outside of that like the whole spiritual message of just being like unity and clarity and 
weightlessness and all this. And it's like, what fucking world do some of these people live in? Obviously not everyone, because that's never, I can't judge an entire population or a community because there's obviously a lot of people not like this, but there's some people that sort of sugarcoat in a way for lack of saying it a different way, but just sort of like, yeah, just like breeze over everything. And you're like, that's not the real fucking world. Like, what are you talking about? You know, why are you so easy breezy floating around in the park and acting like this is what everyone should be doing? Yeah. You know, it's, and, and even if we agree, everyone should be doing these things. That's not the reality for majority of the yeah, world. It, it's, um, it, it should be like, people should be able to get good, healthy food, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's such a, there's so mm-hmm. much behind it. That's like infuriating. It's like, like they don't, the government doesn't care. Like these school lunches that the kids get like the free lunches. It, it's such, it, it could be better. <laughs> I mean, it's like of potatoes, like, give them potatoes. It could. like they're so cheap and like <laughs> so basic. Like it's, so, yeah, I, I, and they're so I good for you. I know. Sometimes because it, I, we're we're basically programmed to think that like this is what your lunch should look like. You need this, and like it, I don't know, you need you just right. Need, of course, it just can be simple, and kids should be outside in the sun, playing yeah. in the dirt, not cooped up in classrooms. It's, yeah, I mean, it's so fucked up. Everything is so not to be too negative. I know like, everything's so old fashioned. No, but that's what it is. It's all old fashioned. Like it feels like there's so many things that haven't evolved and it's just doesn't make sense because from that simplistic point of view, you're like, but God, that hasn't changed in like a hundred years in the education system. Like that's not how the world works anymore. It's just, it doesn't make, I don't, I'm confused by it. Like, and I haven't done enough research into the education system like who rules the education system i don't even know that chain of command but i'm just i'm just confused they just sort of keep going on this hamster wheel of the same shit over and over and over and over but oh i will say in new egypt so rebecca's son sunny um we were kind of chat and people were like sharing their stories before we sort of moved the rally to the main street that's where everyone everyone was going up to the mic and I forget what he said but then I I was like you know what's really special about today and like the times we're living in I was like this is going to be in history books and Sonny I think is I don't even know if he's 10 yet but he was like really that's so cool and I was like i lost it yeah because i was like i know we're living in a historical time but it was like really special to to admit that way the way he he loved hearing that but yeah i just don't fucking get the education system it blows my again another reason to, i just need to move back and become a teacher yeah. i hate everyone and everything yeah. that's not true yeah i know i know i don't know but yeah um yeah or you could just have a kid and homeschool it because that might be what I'm doing next year. If they're going to have kids wear a mask, that's, yeah, really? I, I might be. I'm not, I mean, I don't know this. I don't see how they're going to get children to social, social distance and wear masks, but um, well, yeah, I, 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 I have no that. idea. It's just, it's a little concerning to me. I, I, I don't want to spend like we're, we spend money to send her to the school. I don't want to do that if she's just basically going to be 
sitting at a desk six feet from everyone, not able to play. Like, what's the point? Learn on a computer. I mean, I don't wonder learning on a computer either. I would rather do my own thing with her, but I'm, I'm concerned concerned about how it's going to look moving forward. Yeah. We're having, they're having conversations in the school. If you're paying money for that bullshit, then, um, it's just sad because it's going to hurt a lot of, of schools. Like I'm not, I can't be the mm-hmm. only, the only I know. parent. Enrico and I are not the only parents that are like. I mean, I know that that we're not because there are other families from the school that we've been emailing. Right, of course. Trying to, I mean, it's still early. I mean, we have like 15 weeks till school starts, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Wow. It's it's a little. I'm just. I feel like I keep yeah. coming no, back I'm... to like if I can be a compassionate person and listen to people and not be an asshole this can be a good like we can grow like i my life can get better mm-hmm. things will get better it, like if we can all do that then mm-hmm. collectively this won't all be in vain you know i mean but it sounds like i mean from the right. protests you've gone to they've been very um they've been helpful i mean listen the the problem with all of this is that they're not asking for much and that's, that's the, I think the most difficult part of the conversation and sort of like the most hurtful part. And I, I do sometimes I make a joke cause I'm like, oh my God, I'm like the white girl crying at these things. <laughs> of course you are. It's because I, feel, I mean, I can't help it, but like, I, I like my heart actually hurts for these people that just go up on stage and they're like, I just don't want to live my life in fear. You know, that's like for an ex- for example, that's one thing that they said. And that shit just breaks my heart because it's hard to wrap your head around that. You're like, what do you mean you live in fear every day? But it's very real. And, you know, they will go. I just want access to, you know, a community center for my kids. So they're not just on the street. That's all. And then you're like, oh my God, that's not asking for much. I remember I had like 10 parks to choose from where I wanted to play. You know what I mean? I wasn't on the quote unquote street. We were doing things. And it's, that's, that's sort of like the hard part of like, why is this so difficult? And why is this ongoing? That's, that's what it is on the most basic level. That's why people can fight. You're racist, you're this, you're that, all they want. But if they really just sat down and sort of say we ask black people, God, this sounds so stupid, but like to make a list of 10 things they're asking for to start, first of all, they such basic requests and pleas for things that we take for granted. There's no doubt in my mind we take yeah. them for granted. I know I take them for granted. And it's because we're just, it's just our normal existence. And that shit just, it just breaks my heart. I just don't understand. That's hard for me to understand. That's why I cry. Cause I'm like, what is going on? It just doesn't make yeah. sense. Like these are just regular people that want the same exact mm-hmm. thing as us. The same exact thing, nothing more, nothing less. That's all. Yeah. So it's just, it, oh God, it's so fucking hard, but we continue to do the work. I mean, great. Another episode we've gone over an hour because we can talk way too much, but we talked, yeah, we talked everything from freaking entertainment, accessibility. I mean, the wellness industry. 
history, these tough conversations with your kids talking about skin color and like now your now your daughter makes fun of you because exactly. you're white. This is like growing up. It's, like it's tough. I have so life over here. It is, it is I know. She's uh she's, she's brutal. What else? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I, th- she's I think got big opinions. I think we, we covered um like a month's worth of podcasts here. What do you think? Maybe we should break <laughs> yeah. into like twenty minute segments. God, we just I know. Up. I know. And then what we'll do is we'll do, we'll re-listen to this and then we'll watch some other things and then we'll do the same thing awesome. next week on, yeah, this was episode Holy 17, crap. which is crazy. Um, and I love it. I love doing the one a week now because the two a week was fun to jumpstart, but now there's like so much shit. And obviously, we're taking up a lot of time per episode now. But um, I mean, what do we have to tell the? What do we have to tell our listeners, Marlena? Like, subscribe, like, rate, <laughs> subscribe. Oh, I think like, rate, yeah. subscribe. Can you cool. guys do that? Well, I hope people you. like. Thank you. Thanks. Um, especially on Apple. I think Apple, if you're listening on Apple, I think most people listen on Spotify, actually. Um, per our backend analytics on our podcast, um, most people are listening on Spotify, which I think is because it's easy and I don't pay for yeah. Apple shit because that's... Um, but if you are on Apple, yeah, I think the whole... There's a whole big rating system in there. So give us five stars and leave a good comment. Or yeah. else, now threatening our little listeners, um, but yeah, what a great episode! What a nice like regrouping and and just continuing the conversation because we want this to be clear. We keep saying we don't want to be super heavy every week because we want to we want to unpack the heavy and yeah. we want to make it easy and accessible to talk about. We don't want to run away from hard yeah. topics. Um, and just sort of you know all we have to frame them in is our own personal experiences and and can share along the way what we're what we're reading what we're we're talking Mm -hmm. about and we hope you guys feel the same way you want to shoot us an email avoiding the crowd podcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice note on anchor.fm i think there's a slash avoiding the crowd but just search for it there um (laughs) and check out our website uh but yeah i think I think we're ready to wrap up. Thank you so much for tuning in. And wow. Yeah. Episode 17. Yeah. Done. Done. Crazy. Tell us what awesome. you think, guys. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> yes, please talk to us. We sound really desperate for friends. It's quarantine. Oh, I, I was like, I'm not. <laughs> Gemini Marlena is. Send us a message. My Gemini just new friends uh, to, to text with right now. I'm just kidding. I don't. I yeah, have see that. I don't need you. Go away. I'm kidding. Kidding. Don't touch. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Yeah, get out. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Really long send off because we uh, can't yeah, say bye. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll